Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast from the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King, and today I am joined by my responsibly seductive co-host, Lauren Turner. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm doing, I'm just doing. I mean, it's not a really good time to ask that question. It's the world's most question right now. No, uh, I saw someone post in a in a large Facebook group recently, like, how's everyone holding up? And it's like, that's great when you can ask hundreds of people the same question you would ask someone if, like, their mom just died. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, like. But today yeah. uh, is our Sex in the News episode that we like to call Fuck Tales, which means we are joined by our producer, Devo. How's it going, Tom? It's going. It just keeps right on going. Time keeps on I, I slipping want, I, I want into to start the future. This, I want to start this quickie out and apologize to everyone that has been missing the theme song. Uh, unfortunately, my audio engineering skills that I get zero money for and have never done, I cannot <laughs> figure out how to turn the stereo track into a mono track. Uh, so, yeah, well, you know, so someone could probably help <laughs> me out with that. But you know what? If they don't have to hear the theme song for a few weeks, it's okay. So. No, we okay. Just wanted to apologize uh, if that's the only reason people tune in. But speaking of low-paying jobs that get no thanks from anyone, we happen to have with us tonight a gentleman who's so concerned about his community that he has decided to do something about it. He is running for City Council District 4 of Tulsa, Oklahoma, friend of the show, friend of the people, Landry Miller. Yeah, friend from six feet away, but yes, friend, <laughs> for sure. That's just the way you like it, though. Yeah. No, this was my, that was my policy before yeah. coronavirus and COVID-19, yeah. That's why you agreed to run for office. You're like, this way I won't have to kiss a baby. <laughs> this is the only year <laughs> that I wanted to shake every person's hand. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. It's my time. <clears throat> okay, aside from a social distancing campaign, what else inspired you to run? Um, well, you know, uh, definitely, I think something you plan on talking about later in the show, um, the last few months have been a little tumultuous, uh, around not only the country, but, you know, also right here in the city. Um, this has been something that's been on my mind for a while. I didn't know when the right time to actually, uh, make a run for public office was going to be. Um, but I, after watching some of the leadership decisions here in our city, um, I kind of realized that there was a place for someone to step up and be a fresh new voice and be decisive and make decisions uh, and listen to the people because there's a lot of voices right now going unheard and getting lost in all the noise. And uh, I, uh, I believe that I'm the person to do that. I believe I'm best set up to step in as a young person who is, uh, you know, actually understands what's going on uh, with people my age and uh, what's happening in Tulsa and uh, I feel like I'm well connected and uh, that I can actually step up and uh, take a hard look at what's happening right now. What are some of your um, first things you'd like to accomplish? Um, well, you know, as a city councilor, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not necessarily a normal job where you just go in with a piece of paper and say, this is what I'm doing. Uh, so one of the things I definitely want to do is uh, bridge the gap, especially with some other districts in town uh, regarding education. That's a big one for me. Um, 
because uh, in some of these lower income school districts, these students are not getting nearly the same education as other schools in town. And, uh, you know, there's got to be a way, got to be a plan for allocating some tax dollars around to make sure that those students get uh, the correct and uh, equal education as everyone else, you know. Uh, that's definitely a big one. Uh, obviously, uh, this crazy culture of injustice and inequality that's going on right now regarding law enforcement, there's got to be some reform there. Um, there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different ways to get it done. And uh, I listed a few of those on my website, which is LandryForTulsa.com. And you can go check that out and see a lot more in depth my ideas on that. Nice plug there, huh? That was very good. <laughs> Very nice. I have one more question. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the show Parks and Recreation? And if so, why would you still run for city council? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actively stopped watching that show at, uh, at the end of season one so that it wouldn't ruin any future <laughs> political aspirations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> So what, what do you need as a candidate? If anyone is out there and they hear your message and they support what you're trying to do, how can they help? Well, the biggest thing is to just, uh, really the starting point is to go to LandryForTulsa.com. Uh, you can easily see the issues uh, and where I stand on them. Um, but also you can see how much I, I want change. I think it's very apparent there. Uh, how much I'm willing to listen to the people in the district and in Tulsa and anyone, whether you live in district four or not, whether you're just a Tulsan that wants to see something different and wants to see someone step up and actually say something and not just vote with the politicians, but vote with what the people want. Uh, please, you know, get connected on social media, reach out, message me, tell me what you want to see different. And, uh, and we will see what we can do about making that happen. Uh, but sharing, Posts and videos does way more than you can ever imagine. And if you have a few dollars, donate those to the campaign. Every dollar that you donate helps us get our message out to people that would that definitely want to hear it. So, Well, that's great. And uh, I know I'll be supporting you, and I think a lot of other people will as well. So, well, Landry, I, I know you got a – Yeah, and I know you've uh, got a busy schedule ahead of you. You're still an entertainer, mm -hmm. and now you're also a candidate. So – have fun juggling that. In, Something's got to give. <laughs> so we'll Goodbye, let you go get candidate work. Miller. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, okay, fortunately, now the fortunately for Landry, he's got pretty strong bags to uh, take care of his network for him. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, got it. so big strong bags. Now he did mention, you know, the, what's going on in with law enforcement nationwide right now. Uh, and 57, 57 is the number that broke me. Uh, my dad was a cop. I've always believed that most cops are in it for the right reasons and are doing the right things. And I've, for many years, I've known it's been clear that we need some reform we need to do a better job holding the bad cops accountable, but most of them are doing the right thing. But you see what's happening now. You see cops in Asheville, North Carolina, a major hippie town, turning over, met, destroying $700 worth of medical supplies, stabbing water bottles. You see the 57 in Buffalo, New York, when they shoved yeah. an old man down, that guy got put on paid suspension. And then 57 officers walk away from that particular task force, still stay on the Buffalo PD. They walked away from that specific department as in solidarity of their, their, and that's, 
They just, I've talked uh, about, I've just talked about that so much because everyone's been like, it's just a few bad apples. And they were like, actually, wait, we're all bad apples. Right. Exactly. They refuse. Anytime you try to hold cops accountable, they get furious. They yeah. don't want to be held accountable. When they protested in Louisville, all the riot cops had their body cameras turned off. Fucking all of them. That's not a mistake. That's a protest from the police to refuse to be held accountable. Major Travis Yates of the Tulsa PD was in an interview with the mayor, and he said, <clears throat> when they fight back, there are no rules. We will win that fight. The motherfucker said there are no rules. They believe a, that. They do. So It's true. <laughs> There's a reason they believe it. For cops, they are never held accountable. <laughs> yes. And, and they will fucking run over and beat up peaceful protesters and i know that not all protesters are peaceable fuck that if you if america would have listened when we had a peaceful protest when colin kaepernick and other football players were kneeling if we would have paid attention then we wouldn't have this problem now if you ignore a peaceful protest fucking burning down the college football hall of fame is what you get bitch fuck you yes i agree fuck the i police. mean like i had a friend who made a really good point you don't blame a wildfire you blame the spark that started it right so don't be like this is, this is, that is, uh, if you're mad about the looting, it happens anytime there's any kind of uprising. It's a side effect. And one that, frankly, I can just fucking deal with. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, who right. cares? Tear some shit down. Make the only, point. The only thing, I, and it's kind of a nitpicky disagreement, uh, you know, your problem is not with Quick Trip and Target. Your problem was with the police. So go burn down the police station. And they did that in Minneapolis, and it was fucking Awesome. I did. I was watching CNN like, <laughs> it was crazy. I, I think I would, people probably, have... I would probably add the caveat to looting to, uh, yeah, go, if you have a problem with Quick Trip or Target, that's fine. Those are giant corporations. <laughs> if you're burning down like Gary Jones's like, you know, bakery shop and he's just like, don't guy, do that. Yeah. Like, no, no, what you're doing there. Like, uh, yeah, please don't know, do that. A little problematic. Yeah, I did see another video of a woman in some, in some suburb of New York. I forget which area of New York. And she is ranting and cussing out and just scalding these protesters. And there's a bunch of white kids that went down and burned down some bodegas in New York. It's like, you don't fucking live here. You go to your fancy little homes and you go home to your comfort. And then homeless people that use this phone charger, this bus stop, can't get it. Nurses have to walk over the glass that you motherfuckers broke. Go do shit in your fucking neighborhood. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Target, loot if you must, burn shit down if you must, but know your target. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a couple things on my mind. Is One, you have to remember that um, it's not about individual cops. It's never been about that. Right. Law police were, the origin of the American police is they were used to keep enforcing slavery, essentially. So it just, the roots of it, like everything else in this country, are full of racism. So we got to start rethinking this. It's not about your dad, right? Right. It's a system that makes your dad probably not want to tell on anyone else. It's culture uh, no, around it. I, I, if we're yeah. talking individually, my, I mean, first of all, my dad was a cop in a small town. There were a total of three cops. So like, it's easy. Like, <laughs> this guy's an asshole. We can just say that. Uh, he would get legitimately furious about bad cops because it makes a good jobs a good mm -hmm. cop's job so much fucking harder. Yeah. So, 
I know some yeah. of those people are out there, but like you said, it's not about an individual. It's about a system. And it's about the people, you know, the FOP, the unions, the chief of polices that we see so many times refusing accountability. That's the issue. Police officers and the unions refusing accountability. Fuck that. Yeah, I mean, even <clears throat> there's just other professions. If you work with vulnerable, vulnerable people, there's like an independent board that licenses you and makes sure that you're not like someone you can be reported to and be have actions against you if you do the wrong thing. Like there's got to be some level of change. And I think also the important thing to remember is that all Black Lives Matter, and that includes trans and queer Black people. I think sometimes this conversation gets lost. During all, when all of this started, a trans man was murdered in Florida by the police. Um, those things aren't always like paid as much attention to. So remembering that as well, average lifespan of a trans woman who is black is 35 years. So like, it's just, it's so dangerous to be black and queer in our world. So we gotta do better. Yeah. And, and don't let up. Because we have yeah. a, a problem getting distracted in this country. We'll have our protests and then the new season of Stranger Things comes out and we forget to protest. So uh, I've also yeah. seen, I've seen memes floating around, you know, showing the duration of time for the Montgomery bus boycott and all of those other pivotal moments in American history uh, that took a long time, over a year in some cases, to get anything done. And we're seeing some change now in a matter of a couple of weeks. So for fuck's sake, don't stop. Keep this going. That's my that's that's my rant. If, if I may add uh, two things, first of all, it goes without saying. Even though you you you've missed the date uh, to register to vote, if you're not, go ahead and get registered to vote. Uh, you know, you, you won't be able to vote in the June 30th elections in Oklahoma, uh, but you can still vote in November. Uh, voting is so much of a important thing to do to put the right leadership in place to get things done. Um, but also uh, an underlying thing about this, having known a few cops in Tulsa and places like that is uh, something that would help so many other professions is we need massive mental health reform in America. Absolutely. So much, of what, so much of what makes these cops' <laughs> lives a living hell is that they have to deal with all the, you know, the homeless population in Tulsa, which I've dealt with it when I ran a small business downtown. There is, and it, it's just, it creates all this foment and rage that you're dealing with this stuff. And you, you have one person on, say, the Tulsa County Sheriff's Department that is there to deal with mentally challenged uh, people, right? And, and we have just such an overlook. That goes for educators, for people in healthcare. Everybody could stand to, you know, don't lose focus that, you know, there are other symptoms of this that are causing it. And for, the, for officers with anger problems themselves, they're, are so many people that just deny that those are actual health issues that you need to have care for and you can't get care for them a lot of the times. Even if you have health insurance, finding someone that has time to see you is, you know, really, really hard to do. So let's don't forget those underlying things that are all tied into this together, uh, certainly as well. There's, this is not a, there's no one magic cure. This is, uh, you know, you're gonna have to attack this from every angle you can possibly attack it from. Yeah, it's a systemic issue, which means there's a lot, like you said, you got to attack it from every angle. We put, I think we put a lot on cops that really should not be the job of a cop, like chasing a stray dog or you know, <laughs> homeless people. A lot of times it's, it is a mental health issue more than a crime issue. Uh, you know, low level drug abuse. That's really shouldn't be a. 
you need someone to connect them to housing. Yeah. Like, yeah. how hard but is that? One of the big things here in Tulsa, just to speak, I know we, we have listeners that are not from Tulsa, but uh, the shelters, the homeless shelters here in Tulsa will kick you out if you're drunk. Well, so you're kicking out a drunk, potentially mentally challenged person onto the street. What do you expect is going to happen in that case? Right. So maybe swallow your moralistic uh, pride for a little bit and allow someone to just be drunk in your shelter, you know? Yeah. A, person living with a mental illness, it's fine. Person first language. But if you want to do something immediate, Medicaid expansion, the vote is on June 30th. Dustin was just talking about that day. This is, so I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this because people are like, mental health services and it will solve the problem. But mental health services around the country have been defunded for years. So the state, the mental health system is in can't handle the strain right now. There's going to be like massive investment. And the first way to do that is Medicaid expansion. At least um, in Oklahoma, we don't have it yet. It will change everything. So if you are serious about doing something about what you're seeing, um, Medicaid is a racial equity issue. It's a gender equity issue. And it will provide mental health and substance abuse services for a lot of people who can't get treatment right now. And that is my soapbox. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your soapbox. Now let's climb off of our soapboxes just for a moment because Devo, you've got some sex stories. Let's talk about some fucking. Yes. Let's, let's take a hard right turn. <laughs> from, hey, we all need a little joy in our lives right now. Yeah. We're, we're going to take a hard right turn from things that are difficult to talk about to something that we shouldn't have to talk about. Which is, ladies, stop putting things up your vaginas that don't belong there. <laughs> what belongs there? Who's to say? Uh, apparently, Fingers, doctors. tongues, penises, whether it's flesh or, uh, you know, unorganic or whatever you call something that's not organic. And if you want a penis that's not organic, you can go to our friends at peggingtoys.com. They've got strap-ons and butt plugs and anal beads and all kinds of personal oh hygiene products, personal hygiene products. That's going to be really important in the story we're about to discuss. And you can get yours and a 10% discount with promo code digital at peggingtoys.com. And, Devo, and, what are women putting in their vaginas? <laughs> a lot of things, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but this one is a story from Vice under the uh, munchies category, uh, the food category of Vice, which I guess that's where this belongs. Uh, but please stop putting garlic in your vagina. OBGYN begs of people. Uh, Do uh, they have a problem with non-consensual vampires? <laughs> okay. That's not where you're supposed to bite me. <laughs> so the crux of what this boils down to is that um, we're dealing with basically home remedy type things here. People okay, so are, if you're an anti-vaxxer, keep putting it in there. It's your business. <laughs> uh, uh, but it says here that uh, in a piece of the New York Times, one that was literally called, Here Are Things Not to Put in Your Vagina, uh, Dr. Jennifer Gunter uh, warned about things like lemon juice, yogurt, and sea sponges, which is a living creature into your vagina, right? Uh, uh. Yeah. So uh, this, uh, uh, you know, there's also things like Vicks VapoRub. Don't put that up in there, you know? Uh, but garlic especially, and the reason why people were putting garlic in uh, 
their vaginas uh, was because it produces an enzyme uh, when it's chopped up that is sort of an antibacterial enzyme. And the idea was that garlic should theoretically be able to fight yeast infections. The reality of it is, no. <laughs> like a refined garlic done in a certain way could maybe fight stuff in a Petri dish, but your vagina is not a Petri dish. That, yeah, that was the tweet that came out from the, the gynecologist that yeah. brought this to the story. <laughs> like, Alicillin is the stuff that the, might be antifungal. Sorry, I said antibacterial. I know there's a difference. Uh, but antifungal. Uh, hashtag that vagina is a no garlic zone. That was <laughs> uh, you well, you can't brush your vagina like your your pussy will never taste right again. Yeah, I mean, oh. I like garlic pizza. I might like a garlic vagina. <laughs> it seems like a lot of bold flavors. <laughs> it does, and I've ne I've never heard of this. I've never heard of anyone inserting uh, garlic in themselves. I've heard of fig root, like putting a fig root up your butthole. And what is that for? What? That's a kink thing. It, oh. it like uh, it, it's it's not pleasant. It's <laughs> it's meant the whole idea of figging originated uh, from crooked horse salesmen back in the day. If you had a horse that was kind of old and didn't have as much of, a, of gump and hump and figure in it, you would put a fig root up its butt and then let the person you were selling it to come see it. You say, "Look at how that horse can run fast and jump high." Uh, and then kinky people realized, well, what would that feel like in my butt? And then they found out, and it's it's a wild sensation. I haven't done it. I have a friend who did. I've seen pictures on her FetLife. Uh, now, it's a wild scene. Now, guys, I don't know if you scrolled on this story to get to the next story that was below it. No, I didn't All see right. it. Sticking a potato up your butt won't cure your hemorrhoids. I mean, you guys, just go to CVS. <laughs> There's yeah. one in Walgreens across the street on every corner. Everywhere. But here's There's the thing. it. Here's here's the reality of this though uh, is that the problem isn't just that these aren't these aren't just like things that are like getting passed down or being spread on the internet. There are like actual publications that people read um, that are you know telling people to do things like this. Uh, she says in her art or this article says there's also um, uh, Mary Cla Mary Claire UK posted an article of ways to kickstart your period. Like things that you, you can put, you just gotta wait, baby. Which included, <laughs> which including putting parsley in your vagina. So parsley, yeah. that's just a garnish. Parsley doesn't do anything. Do do these people know we're not Thanksgiving turkeys? You can't just put any old seasoning. You can't do that. Well, do not own. do not deep fry a frozen vagina. Uh, it will know, light your house on fire. <laughs> there's a good chunk of people out there that uh, list that thought injecting bleach would cure COVID nineteen. So you know, you know, yeah. This is another fun tip. If someone has been cutting poblano peppers, don't let them touch your vagina either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking um, about how I figured that one out. Yeah, I, I may I may have known someone once that was making uh, stuff with jalapenos and then took a shower. And this person may or may not have accidentally touched their uh, genital area. And it may or may not have been a horrible experience. Uh, <laughs> oh, there, there's no may not. Yeah, and he may or may not recommend olive oil. It'll cure it all. Olive oh. oil, it, capsaicin and peppers adheres to fats. 
And so it's the best thing to, to get rid of it. Uh, if you ever get like a burn on your anything, uh, if you want, and if you want to get like pepper stuff off your hands, rub some olive oil on them, wash them off. It'll be gone. So God damn, this show is educational. There's a pro tip. There we go. Well, speaking of education, um, turns out people in the poly community have had to learn a few new tricks uh, in our COVID-19 world, world because uh, turns out a lot of times uh, polyamorous relationships uh, are, were not necessarily uh, okay in the extreme lockdown days of COVID-19, which uh, some of our listeners, I know if they're in California or New York or places like that, are probably still in those extreme lockdown places. Uh, our listeners here in Oklahoma are basically living in the Wild West right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, virtual orgies and WhatsApp sex, uh, how polyamorous people are navigating open love in lockdown. This is an article from The Independent. Uh, lockdown has forced polyamorous couples into monogamous scenarios that go against their ideologies, and uh, here's how they've been dealing with it. Um, and uh, essentially, people have just been finding ways to continue uh, their polyamorous relationships, but just in a virtual manner. So uh, I am not polyamorous. This is not a problem that I've had. Um, but do you guys know people that have had this issue? Tom, how are you getting creative? Uh, well, we had in the article they mentioned a Zoom orgy where everybody was just with their primaries on a Zoom meeting. Fucking, we haven't. I didn't even think about that. I should have done that, and I may still do that. I don't know. Uh, but we have been trading lots and lots of nudes my my the my both input and output the number of <laughs> nude pics i've been giving and receiving during the lockdown it's just skyrocketed it was <laughs> uh so that's one thing I've, I've tried to do i uh my girlfriend and i we don't have anyone that we are currently seeing um like in a serious relationship i do have i was just starting to see a woman um that we've been friends with for a while in our poly meetups uh and we had just like had sex for the first time right before the lockdown started so like we were starting to like get a relationship and then it was like we couldn't do anything so Darn. so yeah a lot of a lot of texting and uh and nude swapping yeah. do you do you use uh the whatsapp that seems to be so popular i don't okay uh yeah just a texter yeah, text. I think uh, kick. I do use kick a little bit. That's also pretty popular with. Uh... Yeah, from what I've gathered, WhatsApp tends to be. I think, and this is an independent article, so it is. You know, it is from Europe. WhatsApp is a multi is a cross platforming application, and people that are using WhatsApp that think it's like different. It's owned by Facebook, so just just know. Okay. Facebook. Okay. Facebook owns WhatsApp, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's akin to any just social media, but it goes across platforms and I do think it's more popular overseas than it is in America um, but I also think it has that same sort of reputation as kick or whatever that it's uh it's uh, for nudies yeah <laughs> uh, you know things like that um, yeah and you certainly want to have that premium zoom account if you're gonna hold that orgy right you don't want to you don't want to yeah. stop at 40 minutes <laughs> right yeah, you just get warmed up <laughs> I, um... uh, I have Go ahead. No, go ahead. I've been talking. I don't. Well, now I lost it. <laughs> well, I have seen uh, some of my other friends. I've seen there's one. Um, it, it's a triad, a man and two women, and they're all dating one another. 
that they they've been getting together and doing a lot of outdoor stuff. So I've seen them posting like at one of their houses, there is a garden. And so they'll all go over and like garden together so they can kind of be in each other's presence, you know, without violating COVID concerns. And then of course, if your if your polycule is small enough, you know, like you can't just lock up from everyone. Like there's always still like a small group of people that you're with. So I think for a lot of poly people, that's, you know, you, you lock down with your polycule, with your people that you're dating, that you're closest to. They're like, uh, we could see our families or we can fuck. Right. So, <laughs> Grandma can wait. <laughs> <laughs> she can't be around anyone anyways. Don't worry about her. Right. It's fine. Well, you know, it's just, it's a classic example of, you know, uh, you know, necessity of the mother of invention. You know, we, we find ways <laughs> to overcome uh, whatever it is uh, that we, we, and I just want to, I want to say one little message uh, that I, I talked about with a friend on the patio the other day. Um, like COVID-19 has been really a bummer and it's been bad, but we've overcome worse disease and found cures. Like, I mean, COVID-19 is nothing compared to like polio or even the uh, flu of 1918. Like we, we can overcome this stuff and we will. So don't lose hope out there. So it's going to be fine. Uh, I know it's, it seems like there's a lot of doom and gloom out there, um, but it's, it's going to be okay. So it doesn't mean uh, go out and like start, you know, hugging everybody you see, but just, uh, just know we'll, we'll get through it and it'll be okay. So oh. at least that's my message. So. I will. Well, we're going to end the day on a Reddit story that uh, after the first page of this Reddit story that you sent, I had a lot of different ideas. And then after I read the second part of this story, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've got a classic yeah. dump dump situation here. Uh, all right. This is uh, from uh, Troy R.A. doing, I don't know, something there. Uh, but uh, – I have been with my boyfriend for over a year and everything has been going great except for one thing. Every single day, at least once, he will tell me that I stink. Uh, she, uh, this person showers and they do all that stuff. They brush their teeth, all that stuff. I feel like I'm going crazy. Am I getting so paranoid that he won't cuddle me or anything anymore? He said that I smell. I really don't know what more I can do. Now, at this point, I thought it was over. And I said, oh, well, maybe this is like Maybe it's like one of those uh, body odor type things that like, you know, your diet, you've been eating stuff that like doesn't agree with him or whatever, you know, sort of that whole thing. Like uh, it's kind of documented that America, the people from Europe and America smell weird to people in Asia because we eat so much dairy and it gives us a different body odor uh, than other people. And that's why foreigners, because they, uh, people from other parts of the country sometimes smell different to us because they have just different diets. This is like a documented thing, but no. That is not what we got going on here. <laughs> there is nothing. I thought nothing. I was like, girl, you just need to go to the doctor. Like, we'll get this sorted out. Yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking when I'm at this point in the story. I was like, okay, are you not bathing enough? And she, then she mentioned that she's showering at least twice a day. It's like, well, that's, maybe he doesn't like your, de yeah, maybe he doesn't like your deodorant. So you said you wore perfume. That, I mean, sometimes that doesn't hit people right. Like, what? I was very confused, but I was yeah. like, there, there's a lot of things that can be going on. Well, let's end that confusion. Because update, so unexpected edit. I waited for him to take a comment this morning, to make a comment this morning so I could talk to him. It was less than an hour after waking up that he said, God, you stink. Uh, my inflection, not his. 
I had already showered and put on deodorant. I snapped and asked, what exactly was he smelling? Because at this point, I'm on one of the cleanest people on the planet. And if I still <laughs> smell bad to him, then he sh we should just break up. He got all panicked and upset. I eventually got out of him that this was what his father always said to his mother. Apparently, his father told him that if it was, it was a surefire technique to have a woman never leave you because she will feel too low to cheat, will love only you, and will always be clean. Needless to say, his father is wrong. That chump's been dumped. He's packing his things, and he is leaving and moving out of his house today. And that is what we call toxic monogamy. Yeah, <laughs> you're so shit. scared your partner's going to leave that you're going to treat them like shit so they don't leave. Where to I, start? This post brought to you by Men Need Therapy. Yeah. He, uh, it's brought to you by Everybody Needs Therapy. <laughs> yeah, right. true. Let's don't pretend then, there's only, it's only men manipulating in relationships. But okay, don't, don't all lives matter this conversation, Diva. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to crack open a beer. You need to tell your wife she stinks every day. <laughs> <laughs> what a psychotic thing for a person to think. I know. Well, uh, yeah. I it's a very uh, insecure place to be, for sure. Yeah, and so the the son, the the chump that has just been dumped at the end of this, we didn't even have to tell him. This chump's been dumped yeah. before we even read the story. Oh, uh, he's got to really, he's got to really work on himself here because you can't, like, you're gonna be the chump that gets dumped. Like, this is not, this is not gonna work out for you. You're gonna hurt a lot of people, including yourself. <laughs> Yeah, let's hope he uses this as a, a teachable moment and not uh, he's going to hate all women forever. That's yeah. So. Hopefully he just uh, goes back to his dad and is like, oh my God, you are full of shit. And I need to rethink everything you've ever told me. Hopefully he calls his mom and goes, oh my God, divorce dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you leave? She left mom, me like yeah. so quickly. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, I can imagine dealing with that every day of your life. Someone telling you you stink and, like, I, I would just be so sad. Yeah, I feel so sad for the mom in this story. Like, that's just... Yeah. <sighs> hey, you know what? Since we didn't get a chance to tell the Reddit poster to dump her chump, I'm going to shoot a long shot out to the mom of the father after 47 years of marriage. Dump that chump! <laughs> dump that chump! Yeah. <laughs> Leave those two guys alone. They, it, 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 no, it's not good. Thank you, Reddit. Always bringing something new and exciting. Divorce your husband life. and put your son in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> One of them can be fixed, I think. Right. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, are we at the point of plugs? Are we doing? Do we have anything to plug yet? <laughs> Landry for Tulsa. Go visit Landry, Landry for Tulsa. Tulsa. Uh, I'll be streaming with him on Thursday, so tune in. Good. Uh, Are you doing I, a talk show on Thursday? Is that what you mean? No, I'm doing a Landry for Tulsa. Oh, okay. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk some policy. I don't know, probably mental health. Okay. So. Cool. Uh, well, trivia and bingo is starting back up. So tonight on Tuesday, I will be at the warehouse on Peoria. Uh, hosting some bingo and then on Wednesday at Louis and Broken Arrow we will have trivia for the first time in months going back getting on that mic and doing some trivia so if you're in the area come out and hang out with us 
Uh, we are being socially distant uh, to the best that we can, so keep that in mind and uh, come have some beers and some fun with us. Uh, everybody should check out soundstooth.tv. It's our new one-stop shop for everything. It's got video, old archives. Uh, you can watch our live Twitch streams on there. Uh, you can watch talk show, everything else that we have going out on there. Check out soundstooth.tv. Also check out the number five podcast on uh, Soundstooth Network, which is Getting Greasy. Uh, and the num no, wait, number four, sorry, number four. And then the number six podcast, uh, not the number one podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, but uh, wait, the, the WrestleLore podcast is uh, number six. So, yes. The WrestleLore podcast is, in fact, just too sweet. Uh, remind our listeners, who is the number one podcast on Soundstooth Network? The number one podcast on the Soundstooth Network is Digital Intercourse. Hooray! It's amazing how it rocketed to number one after someone else took over as the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Landry. <laughs> Uh, but thank you. I want to thank, uh, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, if you're new, thanks for joining us. You can check out some good fun, sexy stuff in the archives. We've got good fun, sexy stuff in the future. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for listening and thank you for making us the number one episode, uh, no, number one episode, number one podcast there on sounds tooth. And, uh, we're just going to keep on growing and showing baby. <laughs> That's going to wrap things up for tonight. I'm Tom King. I'm Lauren Turner. Oh, I forgot. I'm Devo. And this has been Digital Intercourse. <laughs>